It's a compilation of common phrases that you might not know the origin of. Boom. Then I want like explosions after that. Like just be like the tiniest little poo poo. Yeah, like a poof. <laughs> poof. days of our lives cake yesterday so we called it it was like wait have that in the podcast podcast. so i don't know have i said before that i'm a cake cake decorator i don't know but revamp it definitely not recycle it recycle it reduce reuse recycle recycle the information so yesterday someone called in and was like can you do like the days of our lives and i was like well it's copyright so no and um so she's like, well, can you at least do, like, an hourglass? I was like, I can try. Uh, okay, so they wanted the logo like, of Days of Our Lives? Like yeah. The like legit... they... <laughs> yeah. Did they say why? Not really. It was for a birthday, so. And the person just is really into a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. An American soap opera. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That is so rare. It, it was so funny. I was like, because it was another lady that was working at the time. She took the order, but she... um. She was like, this is one of the weirdest I've ever taken. <laughs> is that your weirdest one now? Is the Days of Our Lives cake? No. Or, there's been that's weird. That's not a... What's the oh, weirdest? Okay, so should I tell such those random stories about weird cake orders? Yeah, well, is Days of Our Lives, like, top three? I mean, I guess it depends, like, how you... Like, what you count as weird. Because there's different definitions well, of, like, weird. I count that as, like, weird because it's an... Obs- I mean... It's a soap opera, a daytime uh-huh. soap opera yeah. that runs when most of America is working. Yeah. <laughs> this is like and it's a like soap opera. Soap yep. opera meaning it's so old that soap companies would advertise during when it would like air. I do. And that's why it's that. called soap opera. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that's that how one. it's so old. <laughs> So isn't that the one that isn't Daisy your li- of our lives the one that your mom watches? No, my mom watches. My mom has watched The Young and the Restless since nineteen seventy nine or eight. One of the two. She watches The Young and the Restless, and then every like once in a while she will go through spurts of The Bold and The Beautiful. <laughs> and this is even. Why do I even know this? I do. <laughs> I don't research this. I just, it's like the Kardashians. Don't watch the show, but I obtain their knowledge and I don't want to. I just, I learn about them and I don't want to. It's just like scrolling and living my life. I learn about them. Don't want to, but it happens. (laughs) Same thing with the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. So before Marvel like had the Avengers and they did all these crossovers in the movies mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, they did that on the Bold and the Beautiful and the Young and the Restless. So they would have like some, they'd have like intertwined stories. Oh my goodness, it's <laughs> like watching a Disney Channel when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It was like that. <laughs> so when I would watch that, I'd be like, oh my gosh. So and so is this? What was it like? The sweet life on deck. Yep. 
and then but it was that so sweet life on deck so it was that so raven no i think it was or was um, she or they've was done a raven lot. at the they've done yeah whatever they've done so many but when i was wa- excited to watch that those my mom was like yep seen that done that <laughs> they've done that yeah i think the sweet life one was like um wizards of waverly place sweet life on deck and then what was the third one the hand montana Maybe not. Yeah, but Raven, that's how Raven was on it. Was she on that one? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that for some reason. I, mean, I remember Wizards on there. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's been a lot of, like, weird cakes. So one I didn't take an order for, and we can't because it's against company policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my coworkers was helping this guy trying to order a cake for, I think, his mom or something. And he was like, can you put two naked ladies on this cake? And I was like, no. For his mom? (laughs) I think it was his mom, yeah. And I was like, no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it was like, it's just weird. I don't want to know. Why am I asking questions? I don't want to know the details. Nude women. (laughs) Yeah. Nude women on a cake. cake. Yep. Be like, make it yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Is that the weirdest? That's one of the weirdest, yeah. That's one of the. Okay, so. These are already so horrible. Yeah, that's probably that's probably is like the weirdest, like the like the creepiest. Because like the guy, so it's my coworker that took the order. Um, she didn't. She told him no, obviously, but mm-hmm. like he was like getting frustrated because he, we went and do what he wanted, and then he yeah. goes, "Fine, just make it a cake that's ornery." And I was like, "That's what ornery? What's that? Like, oh, what's the definition? It's like what's that? Really? <laughs> I don't speak French." <laughs> Re- and I'm surprised that he speaks French. He knows that word. He, he knows French. Yeah, but he was like going off and saying that, like, oh, well, this other store will do it here, like Nebraska oh, or whatever. I was like, there. exactly. I was like, that's not what the don't company give, does. Don't like, give me your customers always write crap. Yeah, exactly. So you did a day. So for the days of our last cake, did you just do an hourglass then? Yeah, pretty much. I think I sent you a photo. Um, but yeah, I just like did like the cloudy oh background yeah the- i didn't know that that's what it was for i thought it was like a countdown to death i don't i think their intro because like my coworkers were reciting the intro oh, they were God. like these are the the sands of time and these are the days of our lives or something like that so, so yeah <laughs> so Henri is bad tempered and combative so just like i don't know it was weird so like basically because they wanted it colorful and ornery, and I was like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just made it. So I did like black trim, black writing, and just, like, <laughs> put some color like squiggles on it, like because we call this like a um, confetti or streamer cake. So like you put like stripes of like streamers down the sides. But I was like, this is like I don't know how to do ornery. This is <laughs> it was just odd. So I have ne- how do you spell this word? Ornery, O R N E R Y. Yeah. I've never heard that word in my life. And really? I never. I'm hearing it now for the first time. Yeah, it must be like a southern Minnesota, like Iowa thing. I've never. <laughs> Who in there? <laughs> I think I'm going to use it in my everyday life now. Do it. Just to confuse people and throw them off. Being that is angry. so weird. Okay. It's a weird word to say. No. All right, weirdo. We're okay with your weird <laughs> naked cake. Some other ones. I don't know. I have to like scroll through some of my stuff, but I had one person want me to put a bunch of poop emojis on it. Ew. 
<laughs> I was like, that's kind of gross. That's unsavory. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. So, yeah, and they wanted me to, like, spell shit, but we can't because of complete policy. So I had to, like, blur out the word. So did or, you like, just put, do, like, like S-H and then do, like, like, like an asterisk and, like, dingbats and all this other stuff on it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yep. That's... But the customer loved it, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I wonder if I have a photo of that one. I don't know. I definitely think the Days of Our Lives cake is the most random. It was very random. Funny to me. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, mo- it's the most funny to me. Henri. Henri. Yeah, I've also, um, I have to show you. So, like, today I also made a, a safari cake for a 70-year-old. Because this lady, she... She called in yesterday or a couple days ago and she's like, I need a cake for a 70 year old. I was like, okay, what were you thinking? She goes, well, we're doing a safari theme. It's <laughs> like, okay. So I just like drew a bunch of animals. Wait a second. Yes. Sorry for interrupting. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I could tell on your face you were listening. I was, I'm sorry. The wheels were turning because I was like, what in the heck is Henri? And I'm like, okay. So then I Google it. Mm-hmm. I don't say it like you. Oh, what do you say? Because it's O-R-N-E-R-Y, right? Yeah, that's what I said. I don't say it like you at all. How do you say it? I say ornery. That's like almost the same thing. <laughs> no, you said ornery. And I'm like, what? Henry. Yeah, ornery. Say it again. Ornery. I say, I say, ornery. Oh. Because you have that, I say like, ornery, very heavy, yeah, ornery. Very heavy upper minnesotan like accent oh my god so i do know what it means (laughs) good job (laughs) this is like another like it's like like the reese's pieces all of a sudden i was like what oh my gosh or or (laughs) oh henry I was seriously going to leave this episode and go ask Mr. Kendra. I'm like, have you ever heard this weird word called Henri? I want you to ask him, please, and see what he says. Like, like, what is your pronunciation of this word? Just show him the word, the spelling, and see what he says. He'll probably, I think he'll say ornery. Ornery? Yeah. Ornery. Oh, man. Go, I'm sorry about I was really sorry about interrupting about the safari cake it was a safari cake yeah it was just a safari cake for a 70 year old that's, that's fun that's that is cute I liked that's how it turned fun. out I'll have to send you that one too I can't find the shit cake Henri <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's a fr- it sounds like a French man like a French fella Henri. oh my god I just re- I say it like Comple- yeah, I just say it completely different. I know the word. Oh, I just don't say it very differently. <laughs> I'm a visual oh, learner. I have to see it in front of me, you know, so then it makes <laughs> sense. And I go, oh, okay. Oh, yes, I do remember this cake. Oh, my God. I do Which see one? how it looks like the days of our lives <laughs> without being the days of our lives. See, I, I remember getting it without context. I just thought that they were making fun of the person that, like, time is running out of the hourglass mm-hmm. and you are dying. Oh, sure. That's how yeah. I took it without context. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really dark. <laughs> happy birthday, time is up. Yep, happy birthday, time to tick in. <laughs> Time's wasting. Oh, man. I'd get a cake, you know, of Inga. Oh, yes. Of my little sweet little Pomeranian Inca. 
that'd be hard to try to draw somebody's pet though because like if you don't do it right then it's like ooh. i'd be up- very upset yeah that's <laughs> the challenging part i'd freak out <laughs> no i wouldn't i would just be like who's that and you'd be like you wanted inca right like oh, what is yeah. this furball what is this furball ask mr kendra how he pronounces this word please how do you spell it again O-N-O-R-N-E-R-Y. How do you pronounce the word O-R-N-E-R-Y? I can't because <laughs> it's a pronunciation thing. Because Katrina said it like... Say it again. O-R-N-E-R-Y. He says it like me. Dang it. Katrina okay. says it like Henri. She said Henri. Henri. And I was like, who is this French man? <laughs> He says ornery, too. Aw, oh, dang it. She says Reese's instead of Reese's Pieces. You're just and calling Henri me out. instead of ornery. Henri! Henri! <laughs> hey, Henri, would you like a croissant? I'm Henri! Henri! Oh, no. See, when you say it like that, it does sound like a name. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Oh no! Oh yes! Oh, so since it's the first, like first week of September, I've already gotten a PSL pumpkin spice latte. Oh my god! It has a it has a abbreviated term (laughs) acronym. Ooh, fancy! It's delicious. I got iced pumpkin spice latte, and that's what I'm drinking because it is eight thirty at night. Oh my god! I wouldn't sleep for days. I had a Baja Blast today. Because we bought them in can form. Oh, yeah. And I have drank two this week before 8 o'clock this morning. Or 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought you were going to say, like, chug them at night. And I was like, (laughs) no. No, because I left, whatever. I didn't want to make coffee. I was running late. I needed more caffeine, so mm. I just grabbed a Baja Blast and, like, chugged it before I went to work. It's weird to drink <laughs> pop in the morning. I agree. It but... feels weird. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Had to do what I had to do. Desperate mm. times. Cause for Baja Blasts. <laughs> That's gonna be the outro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey Wanders, welcome back to the Foolish Wanders podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today, it's going to be more of a chill episode. We're going to go through an article on BuzzFeed that Kendra found called The Original Meaning of Eight Phrases You Probably Use All the Time. A lot of them are very dark. <laughs> very, very dark. Yes. Just an F- it's just an FYI. Yeah, so very quick trigger warning. Uh, this episode will contain... Mentions of violence and suicide. There you go. Gun violence and suicide, yes. Listener's discretion is advised. As it always is. Yes, Because I have an art degree. (laughs) Oh, man. Shall we begin? Yes, we shall. For my curations. (laughs) Yes, I'll find all of the BuzzFeed articles that are fascinating. I haven't been on BuzzFeed in forever, though. Mm, I only really use it now for the shopping filter, the shopping pages that they have. uh, It's got great Oh my gosh, it's so addicting. It's dangerous because they'll have lists that they'll have like 48 things under $20 that you'll use whatever you'll be glad that you bought. Or they'll mm-hmm. have gift ideas, birthday things. I, it's great. It's very useful. I guess, yeah, those are fun. 
I used to like I used to like look at the weird things like you found, like the weird factoid. They don't do that that much anymore. I saw a TikTok the other day. It was like somebody saying like the downfall of BuzzFeed. And, it like, is. Yeah. Like even like their YouTube channels, like it just kind of got after like all the main like OG people left. Yep. It just went down. Yep. The golden age has left and now it's in the dark ages. Yeah. Did you see who was it? It was Ashley and um, so her name starts with an S. Anyways, two of the um, one of the girls from Ladylike and Ashley. They got married recently, like within a month ago. And I was like, I didn't know that they were even together, so that really shocked me. Who are these people? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Congratulations to them. But who are these people? Are they used to YouTubers? Uh, so they were on the BuzzFeed YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ashley and... Uh, what is her name? Chantel. Uh, yeah, so Ashley was kind of like a producer, and um, she was also a, a face on some of the videos, and then Chantel was on Ladylike a lot, so BuzzFeed people that I watched, I didn't know. Oh, they, they, ran- oh they got married and you didn't know? Uh-huh. It just like, popped up on TikTok, and I was like- It's just like, a, hey, they got married. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, congratulations to them. Yes. What was our episode about? Our episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just random things on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Thank you. I, was like, I completely forgot all of a sudden we just started talking about random people's weddings. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. All right. The article we're going to go through is called, Here's the history of eight different sayings you probably use but have no idea why. Mm. So it's just the origins of these sayings, and a lot of them are pretty dark. So... I feel like a lot of sayings, like, are really dark. I, I haven't looked through this list, so I don't know if I should say any, but, like, there's a lot of, like, common phrases come from very dark places. I mean, the same with, like, fairy tales and... Yeah, yeah so everything comes from a dark place. Yes. Hello, mm-hmm. no, Inka. Yep, Inka agrees. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here is the history of common phrases. Number one, the phrase drinking the kool-aid i feel like everyone knows that this is cult related off the bat i i think majority of people but they but don't know what like about the cult right sure yeah yep right Probably okay majority, yeah. so this is the phrase drinking the kool-aid is often used when referring to someone who is wholeheartedly pledging their allegiance to a cause or a function sometimes without fully considering the ramifications of their actions The phrase actually references the Jonestown Massacre in 1978, the single incident of intentional civilian death recorded in American history before 9-11. Although, I feel like, so part of the thing that always creeps me out about this is, like, didn't some people leave or escape right before this happened? I think so, but then I think he shot them or something, I don't know. We're gonna get into it. Okay. Here we at least just a little bit, like a little. We're just gonna put our toe in the water. There's some really good pod. There's like tons of podcasts that go into the Jonestown massacre Mm -hmm. that'll go all through Jim Jones. Okay, so Jim Jones, a preacher and cult leader, began the People's Temple of the Disciples of Christ in 1954, originally gathering with his followers in his home state of Indiana before moving the temple to California. Jones became known for displays of activism, faith healing, and the encouragement of communal living. 
yeah communes you know sometimes scream cult right off yeah. the bat right mm-hmm. yep okay so and so despite this cases of abuse were perpetrated from followers who had left the temple and negative media portrayals of jones's controlling personality further pushed jones to begin searching for a new home so a bunch of bad press basically mm-hmm. the community settled settled on a plot of land in guyana named jonestown so guyana's in south, south america Okay, so originally homing over 900 People's Temple People's Temple members at its peak, the commune quickly deteriorated as Jones' per- paranoia and drug use increased. Due to growing concern from Temple members, family members in the United States, California Senator Leo Ryan traveled to Guyana with a few members of his administration and camera crews on a fact-finding mission. While there, Ryan announced that he could find nothing wrong with the commune, although a few members secretly passed a note saying that they'd like to leave. Altogether, a handful of 900 members elected to return to California with the senator. However, when the group returned to the airstrip to leave, Jones ordered the group executed, and security forces with a gun approached the group, killing five, including Senator Ryan, and wounding 11 others before one aircraft was able to take off. I forgot that that happened. For some reason in my head, I thought that they, like, that group was able to leave, but, ugh. Icky. It's so gross. It's, like, so, it's so creepy that they had to pass him notes to be like, get me the heck out of here well yeah because you're so afraid because like every, you don't know who's like on your side and who's gonna mm-hmm. tell on squeal. you squeal like, yeah 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 okay so at the commune jones announced that it was time to make the ultimate sacrifice the group mixed cyanide with flavor with flavor aid so like kool-aid basically kool-aid yeah. yep basically kool-aid and drank it wait is flavor aid like a offshoot like an off-brand of kool-aid I think so. Let me look at it. Is it just like generic Kool-Aid? Flavor aid? Make it, yeah. Cause it doesn't sound as fun. Like like the Kool-Aid man isn't gonna, you know, fly through the Jonestown walls and be like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Right? Come come join me. Be free. Oh yeah. (sighs) Let's see. Okay. So Flavor Aid was a gel search product first sold in 1929 and it was a rival of kool-aid which was introduced in 1927 so kool-aid was first and flavor aid was second got it so sad sack (laughs) kool-aid the b squad the b squad flavor aid of flavor sugar (laughs) water okay so the group mixed cyanide with the b squad of kool-aid couldn't afford kool-aid had to get flavor aid (laughs) Um, and they drank it. The effects were fatal and took effect in a number of minutes. When law enforcement returned to Guyana, over 900 people had died of poisoning. And Jones himself was found dead in his office after shooting himself in the head. It's so dark. It's dark. And the thing that really irritates me, too, is, like, the leader was like, oh, I'll join you, but takes a cop way out. He didn't have to go through all the pain of drinking cyanide. Because that Ugh. messes you up. And that his was quick. But Don't everybody you burn else, like, from the inside out? Like yep. bleed your stomach blades lining? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, okay. And then since- too, sorry. What? <laughs> I was just going to say too, it's just like to me, there's so many people that were still there that didn't want to drink it, but they were forced to. Basically That's- brainwashed, yeah. 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 
Okay, so since this event, the phrase has been adopted in casual conversation, newspaper coverage, and political debates alike. Obviously, the most notable difference between the statement and the actual event is that the people's temp- temple members drank Flavorade instead of Kool-Aid. <laughs> however the phrase implies an eager willingness and while his followers expressed an eagerness to serve jones in the beginning it is unclear how many willingly drank the flavorade contained cyanide yeah that's the thing is like if they didn't drink it they'd be like shot anyways so yep sorry all right okay so all right so number two on the list i've never heard this thing Okay. But the number two is the phrase going postal. And going postal usually implies a sort of fed-upness with your current job. However, the term actually originates from a series of murders across the U.S. by multiple current and former employees of the United States Postal Service who attacked predominantly fellow workers and managers at the USPS and committed mass murder. I All of these are dark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this, either the story, or I don't think the phrase either. I don't think I've ever heard the phrase. It's not commonly. Maybe like once here or there, but like not commonly. Maybe I have heard it, but didn't know what it meant. So just kind mm-hmm. of was like, yeah. <laughs> like didn't okay, know what it meant. Didn't know it, you know, reference mass murder by you, yeah. by your mail carrier. Great. Great. <laughs> so these shootings took place between the years of 1970 and 1997 and were the subject of frequent conversation by commentators trying to determine the motivation of these shootings, which took place in multiple states across the country. So, that's it. That's it? <laughs> that's all we got. We're going deeper into this one. We're not going deeper. We're only dipping, like, the little, the very tippy tip of our toe. Okay. For yeah. this episode, then we can go maybe do... Do we want to, though? Maybe because not. now I'm going to be scared of the male, and I don't want to be scared of the male. True. I know you want to know a story like the true true crime story that freaked me out about getting packages for a long time. The bomb was it the was it the Unabomber? Yeah, after I heard about oh that, my it freaked God. me out. There's a so really bad. good podcast about the Unabomber. Okay. I don't remember what it's called, oh. but it's by <laughs> I loved it. It was it was a great series. It was by Apple Podcasts and like Pineapple okay. Street Studios or something. It's a great six hour, not six hour, six episodes or eight episodes. Just a mini series. Just just like one season. It was really good. Okay. So we go like in depth into it. Oh, yeah. You know, instead, you know, they did what we don't do here where they cross (laughs) their T's and they dotted their I's. Yeah. We don't do that here. We just kind of dip toes. Yeah. Yep. Dip toes and that's what we do. (laughs) Dip toes and run our jaws and that's what we do. No, it's flap our jaw. Yeah, flap your jaw, yeah. Yep, dip toes and flap our jaws. That's the Foolish Wanderers podcast. I don't think I want that on a t-shirt. I do. <laughs> okay. I have an art degree. Okay. <laughs> Ask me about physics. I have an art degree. Um, What's Newton's third law? Was it Fig Newton? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Is that the law of attraction? Fatal attraction, starring Glenn Close. Who's <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Moving on to number <laughs> three. On. The phrase riding shotgun. 
I oh, think I, I know, know this one. I think I know this one. Yeah. So it typically means that you're riding in the passenger seat of a car. But mm-hmm. back in the 1800s, your responsibility would have been a lot bigger than just picking the music. Riding shotgun derives from the phrase shotgun messenger. A passenger that typically rode along in stagecoaches or trains carrying particularly important shipments. These passengers would often ride with a sawed-off shotgun <laughs> in case thieves tried to steal the cargo and shoot if necessary. Yeah. Okay, that's really funny that it was a sh- it was a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> because I thought it would just be like a shotgun, not just like a hardcore one. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> they need business. You only see sawed-off shotguns in like the dire moments of action movies. Like when they have to fortify shit down, like the yeah. house, and they're like, "We're at, we have no other weapons but this shotgun," and they saw it off. And there's like Rocky music playing in the background. <laughs> That's like when you see him. Yeah, it's like it, Stranger Things doesn't. Yeah, Stranger Things. Nancy has um oh, a sawed yeah. off shotgun because mm-hmm. they're trying to you know kill those demon things, demi dogs. Yeah. 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 Nope. See? Dire things. So I just yeah. think it's funny that in the 1800s they were, you know... Sada <laughs> Shotgun's gonna kill the thieves. Have you, like... I've seen... There's, like, a series on um, on YouTube. I think it's from, like... I forgot what it is. It's, like, a British YouTube channel. Absolute History, that's what it is. Absolute They've done, like, History. Yeah, it's a really cool YouTube channel. Um, but they have, like... They, like, reenact different things from history... And I'm pretty sure it's this channel that did, like, a reenactment of, like, what you'd see going into, like, traveling through the woods, you know, like, in the 1800s without, like, a lot of electricity and stuff, you know? Interesting. So they'd have, like, your lantern, but that only goes, like, a few feet. <gasps> so everything else is pitch black. And so, like, you imagine, like, carrying a bank, like, a big load of money on this, like, rickety carriage, right? Just made out of wood. And you're I'd like, have to know. Yeah, so you you gotta have a sawed-off shotgun. I would have two if that was the case. Barrel. They would double barrel just in my stomach and I'd hold them like. Yeah, like don't mess with me. Oh my gosh, that's that's so icky. That's like scary. That's scary. That's like tingles on the back of my neck. Yeah. Ew. All right, moving on to number four. We're halfway through this list, people. Halfway through. Saying the phrase "God bless you." was quite as common in earlier times as it is today. However, during the Roman plague of 590, it became even more frequent to say God bless you to those who sneezed, as it would have been an early sign that they had the plague. However, some cultures actually consider sneezing to be good luck, which means that the phrase can carry some positive vibes too. <laughs> I did. I think I heard about this one, like in, um, like in high school and religion class. People are like, "Why do you say God bless you when you sneeze?" And it's like, "Oh, because the plague." Like, cool. <laughs> Don't have. The plague. I always heard this weird one where they thought your heart stopped for a second when you sneeze. I think it does actually. Like, it skips a little bit. No way. Does it? Re- it can't. There's so. no way. Wouldn't it? Like, you die. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Google, pause for Google. Pause for Google. It's your heart stop when you sneeze. Uh, so when you sneeze, this is according to Google, um, the intrathoracic pressure in your body momentarily increases. This will decrease the blood flow back to your heart. 
The heart compensates for this by changing its regular heartbeat momentarily to adjust. However, the electrical activity of the heart does not stop during the sneeze. So, like, messes with the ah! like, stop. Okay. Yes! <laughs> Kendra got one right. <laughs> Art degree. <laughs> no physics. Woo. No physics. No idea what Newton's freaking laws are. Don't need them. I don't, I don't, I don't need them. <laughs> I don't need them. Number five. The term blockbuster movie often refers to an incredibly popular feature film, usually still in theaters. However, the original meaning of blockbuster actually refers to a series of aerial bombs commonly used in World War II, named as such because they had the capability to destroy or bust an entire block. In the 1940s, the term began began to... Oh my god, sorry. In the 1940s, the term began to be used to describe popular films. See, I thought... I didn't know this one. Like, I thought it was just because people would be, like, packed on the block, like, on the that's, street. Yeah, that's what I thought. Blockbuster. Think- like, it would... Yeah, because you'd want to go to the theater. Theater's yeah. so freaking small. They don't have those huge <laughs> lobbies that have, like, you know, the arcade with the restaurant in them. <laughs> they teeny yeah. little things. So yeah, you go, you'd be around the block. That's what I thought too. That's what I th- I didn't know this. That's sad. I bet it's a two for. Yeah, could be two for one. Two for one. Yep. Two for one special. Come with your day to get a ticket free. <laughs> <laughs> I have coffee. <laughs> she has a what did you call it? A PSL. Yep. yep. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number six. The original saying, jack of all trades, is typically used to describe someone who is very good at multiple things and sometimes believed to be taken from the full idiom, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. However, master of none wasn't part of the original saying, it was included in the 1700s. In some cases, the full quote is, jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than master of one. Though this version is less common and has been more recently been added. Yeah, I've heard the last one. The first and the last. So, like, Jack of all trades. Yeah. I've never... I've only heard Jack of all trades. Haven't heard any of that other stuff. Really? No. Interesting. Okay. I bet Henri has. On what? I said I bet Henri has. Henri? <laughs> you sticker. <laughs> You're so confused. You're like, who's that Henri. French fella? <laughs> Who's Henri? Who's Henri? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, number seven. Here we go. Two, get on one soapbox is typically used when someone is making an impromptu speech, though the original use of the phrase is much more literal. In the 19th century, it was common to see people on literal soapboxes or sturdy crates to elevate themselves as they gave speeches or passed out leaflets. I feel like everyone knew that. Like, I didn't need to have a, like, I think, a little like, paragraph. You, I think once you, like, see movies and stuff with this happening in it, then I think it clicks. But otherwise, I don't know if I'd understand it if, it, if someone didn't explain it to me. Good point. <laughs> I just imagine like the like in newsies they stand on like those crates to try to sell the papers. I think of Tom Tom Cruise on on top of a apple crate. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay, we're at number eight. Number eight. Here we last go. Last one. Last one. The phrase Stockholm Syndrome originated from a 1973 bank, bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden. Though he originally intended to only rob the bank, Jean-Eric... I think it's Jan. Jan. It's Jan, I think, instead of Jan. <laughs> it looks, <laughs> in America, we would say Jan, but I know they wouldn't say Jan there. I think it's Jan. Yeah. Jan Eric Olsen held four bank employees hostage for six days. Oh in goodness. exchange for their release, Olsen demanded a ransom, a getaway car, and the release of his, of his incarnated friend... Oh my lord, not incarnated. <laughs> he come back from the dead. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I want him raised from the dead. Otherwise, these people are going to get it. <laughs> They're going to join him. You better get me some. Get me a freaking. Who even raises people from the dead? Jesus? Yeah. You better get God the Father's son <laughs> down here on the cloud. You raise up my friend. <laughs> Okay, he actually wanted the release of his incarcerated friend and fellow criminal, Clark Olofsson. Wow, the police fulfilled his demands. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid. What? <laughs> They're going to release his friend? Yeah. Well, no, they were to get all of his stuff. They were like, okay, we'll get you your car, we'll get you your friend, we're going to yeah. get you your money. Well, this is like six days in, and you got how many people? Four employees? I guess, mm -hmm. like... Technically, though, like, if they played it right, they get him all the stuff, send him on his way, and they find him, like, a couple days later and capture him. Like, they, like, follow him, you know. Mm -hmm. Who was, was it George W. Bush that was like, we do not negotiate with terrorists? That sounds right, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. know for sure. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> We're talking about Stockholm. We're talking about Jan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jan. We're talking about Jan, Jan, damn it. Jan, Jan, Jan. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> it's always about Jan. Jan, Jan, Jan. Mm. Actually, it's Marsha. Um, but anyways. <laughs> I flip-flopped the joke from the Brady Bunch. Little like okay. little Jan Brady's jealous of her older sister Marsha because Marsha has longer hair and is more beautiful. And so she's um. like, it's always about Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And I said Jan, but it's not about Jan. Yeah, it's about that Marsha. Take this part out, it sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so while the police fulfilled his demands, they would not let Olsen leave with the, with the hostages, resulting in a six-day standoff. So he wanted to take the hostages with? That's I think weird. so. Okay. So during this time, the hostages began sympathizing with Olsen and Olafsson, claiming to be more afraid of the police than their captors. One hostage, Christina Einmark, actually blamed the police in a phone call and said, we are discussing and, believe it or not, having a rather good time here. <laughs> okay. The Stockholm police later requested psychiatrist Nils... Mm, Swedish last name. Nils Bjorts? B-E-J-E-R-O-T. We'll just say Neil's Swedish last name <laughs> helps in an analyzing the hostage's reaction and Swedish last name doctor coined the term Stockholm Syndrome. 
So so after the six days, the two men surrendered and none of the hostages were harmed. Psychiatrist Nils, Swedish last name, later coined the term Stockholm Syndrome to describe what what he explained as the captors being brainwashed by their captors. I guess, like, I have heard that some like term a lot, especially with like Beauty and the Beast. But, oh. <laughs> I know it's your favorite, but I guess I never understood where it came from. I guess it, I thought it was, huh? For some reason, I had it in my head like it was just like a kidnapping. Not not to say like that's any less awful, but I didn't think it was like a hostage situation. I knew it was a hostage situation. I knew okay. it was in Stockholm. Okay, but I didn't know it was like a bank robbery. Okay, and I didn't know that he had all this like list of demands <laughs> Give me a that time. jan wanted all the stuff <laughs> dang it jan dang it jan should have just asked for more should have just gone like he got a car he got a, his getaway car and his friend released from prison should have got like a nice meal met the queen of england should have yeah, like, stuff yeah a puppy <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. but hmm, yeah I like. I wonder though too. Like, what happened to the hostages? Like after they got released, like did they? How long did it take them to go back to normal? I don't know. They must have seen Doctor Nil's Swedish last name for a while. <laughs> yeah. To try and readjust. Scary. Oh, that would be very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. That's the end of our list. The list. Yep. That was the end of the eight common phrases that we use sometimes. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we say Henri wrong. Sometimes we say Henri wrong. <laughs> All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening and chilling out with us again for another Foolish Wanderers podcast. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, the FWP comes out weekly. New episodes. Yes. Starting Once- now. Yes. Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday depending. or Thursday, depending on where you live and how busy we are. Because we have lives. Yes. 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 yes, yes. And the best way to support us is, of course, just listen. And if you want to, you can also leave a five-star review. That helps us a lot as well. And share this with your friends. Yes. Thank you so much, Wanderers. And we'll see you guys next time. Henri. Unreal! Unreal!